Welcome to the Genius of Liberty, stories that celebrate the crucial but forgotten role Ohio played in the fight for women's right to vote. I'm Hillary Copsey, your host. Today's story from historian Catherine Dirac is, Who Speaks for Truth? Ain't I a Woman Sojourner Truth reportedly asked at the 1851 Women's Rights Convention in Akron? But the words Frances Dana Gage popularized scarcely resemble the most accurate account of her speech. One of the most unique and interesting speeches of the convention was made by Sojourner Truth, an emancipated slave. Publisher Marius Robinson advised readers of the anti-slavery bugle in June 1851. It is impossible to transfer it to paper or convey any adequate idea of the effect it produced upon the audience. Those only can appreciate it who saw her powerful form, her whole-souled earnest gestures, and listened to her strong and truthful tones. Sojourner Truth's impromptu address made a deep impression upon listeners, yet her presence at the meeting earned barely a mention in the official proceedings of the Akron Women's Rights Convention. Not until a decade later, when Frances Dana Gage published her recollection of the meeting, did Truth's speech gain notoriety. While Robinson portrayed a dignified orator, Gage, despite presumed good intentions, presented Truth as a caricature of an uppity Southern slave from her arrival at the meeting to the speech that mesmerized the crowd. The leaders of the movement trembled on seeing a tall, gaunt black woman in a gray dress and white turban, surmounted with an uncouth sunbonnet, march deliberately into the church, walk with the air of a queen up the aisle, and take her seat upon the pulpit steps, Gage recounted, vividly dramatizing the disruption created when Sojourner Truth entered the room. Again and again, timorous and trembling ones came to me and said with earnestness, don't let her speak, Mrs. Gage. It will ruin us. Every newspaper in the land will have our cause mixed up with abolition, and we shall be utterly denounced. Appointing herself the prospective hero, Gage says, my only answer was, we shall see when the time comes. When the moment came, Robinson, in the anti-slavery bugle, recounted that Truth came forward to the platform and addressing the president, she said with great simplicity, may I say a few words? Receiving an affirmative answer, she proceeded. Gage framed her version of the story on herself and the audience. Some of the tender-skinned friends were on the point of losing dignity, Gage said. Then she expressed somewhat ominously that the atmosphere betokened a storm when slowly from her seat in the corner rose Sojourner Truth, who till now had scarcely lifted her head. Despite hisses and complaints from the crowd, Gage conceded the floor and the tumult subsided at once. Sojourner Truth began to speak in deep tones and a strong Southern dialect that bore little resemblance to the clear, crisp language published in the anti-slavery bugle. Although Gage is flattering when she describes Truth's words as pointed and witty and solemn, we must acknowledge that Gage is also self-serving in her account of Sojourner Truth and the magical influence that subdued the mobbish spirit of the day and turned the sneers and jeers of an excited crowd into notes of respect and admiration. 
According to today's Sojourner Truth Project, an article in an 1851 issue of the Kalamazoo Daily Telegraph states that Truth prided herself on fairly correct English and that she felt unfairly treated by reporters who exaggerated her expressions, putting into her mouth the most marked Southern dialect. By placing the two very different accounts of the historic speech side by side, the creators of the Sojourner Truth Project urge us to unpack the myth and seek the real woman, a person who most likely never asked, ain't I a woman, as Gage reported, but stated in clear and ringing tones documented by Marius Robinson, I am a woman's rights. Thank you for listening to The Genius of Liberty. This series is named after The Genius of Liberty, one of the first U.S. periodicals published by a woman. Elizabeth A. Aldrich covered women's rights conventions and advocated equal access to education, equal pay for equal work, and voting rights for women. She also had ties to the Mercantile Library. You can subscribe to this podcast through Apple Podcasts and find all of our episodes on soundcloud.com slash thegeniusofliberty. Our theme music is Battle Hymn of the Republic Medley by Marissa Anderson, originally recorded live on WFMU and used with permission. Catherine Dirac writes and voices all the Genius of Liberty stories, and Chris Messick records and produces the series, which comes to you from Cincinnati's Mercantile Library. Since 1835, you belong here.